been done before And if you could only let it be You would see I like you the way you are When we are driving in your car And you're talking to me one on one But you become somebody else Around everyone else You're watching your back like you can't relax You're trying to be cool You look like a fool to me Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated Life's like this You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get And you turn it into Honestly you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it Hey guys, how are you doing on this Friday evening? Um, it's exactly, it's actually exactly 5.30pm this Friday evening. And it's been a while again, as always, you know, I always do it. You know, I'm always kind of so uh, late for all of my episodes. Like it's supposed to be a bi-monthly episode, but it's just not happening. But I'm not going to talk about it, okay? I'm just going to do it when i want to do it that's what i've come to and uh uh that's what the uh, what that's what quarantines and that's what the pandemic and that's what um uh, uh life uh, you know usually in the past one and a half years has really taught us that you know just don't take yourself too seriously that's what you got to do you know don't take yourself too seriously because um it doesn't matter you know, it really doesn't matter. So, uh, hope you're really doing well, all you guys. Um, it's been a while. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Merle Klasso bringing my next episode of the Just a Nobody podcast. Um, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be kind of, you know, I'm going to do some, uh, 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 you know, I'm going to talk about British things. You know, I complain sometimes uh, about things that, uh, and I also talk about things that are really, you know, uh, that really excite me. So, um, uh, just going to straight to the topics that uh, the topic that I want to really talk about is, um, uh, what about, you know, what about, you know, we are in the midst of a pandemic. Okay. It's raging. Uh, of course, it's a little better in the United States right now. It's better. It's a little better in the United Kingdom as well, but it's gone crazy in parts of the world like India, you know, which unexpectedly, uh, it's raging in India and I, no one really knows, uh, how did that really, you know, uh, change suddenly for India. But, uh, let's talk about India a little later. What I want to get to is, um, the intellectual property, um, patents, uh, on vaccines that everyone has been talking about and, you know, whether it needs to be waived, whether, uh, you share those recipes, whether you share those formulas with, uh, with other nations. And, uh, uh, so, of course, there was a request initially, this all, everything started when India and South Africa, uh, they made, they made uh, some demands, you know, they started asking, like, of course, India has created its own vaccine. There's one vaccine that they've already created, which is called the Covaxin in India. Uh, but uh, the more vaccines you have, the better it is so that, you know, uh, like if India has 
the technical uh, the capabilities the the production capabilities of vaccine it has its own vaccine which is produced uh, but at the same time if you have more vaccines like the Pfizer the Moderna vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccines produced locally many of them produced locally in one country it becomes much better you know it becomes easily available so that's what India and South Africa had made a request to the United States that or the World Trade Organization that uh, the uh, to waive off intellectual property patents on IP patents on COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, no one really makes this demand. I mean, you know, intellectual property rights are granted by the government to an inventor uh, for his discovery, his or her discovery for their creativity, uh, giving creators an opportunity to profit from the value of the work for, for the hard work for the efforts etc absolutely understand it no one's asking you for that you know if you've really created it well that's yours it's great but hey man this is a global raging pandemic it's killed about 2.5 million people globally it's a need of the hour in such time you know when we if we talk about intellectual property and patents which could be uh which are on these vaccines it is just short-sightedness it's craziness it's very being very selfish if you really uh do such a thing because um now uh you know you you got to share you got to share the vaccine know-how you know the technical know-how of the blueprint of the vaccine the recipe of the vaccine so that uh you know they're they easily produce locally rather than you know nations uh really waiting for a delivery to take place at an airport you know wherein you pack all the vaccines and then you transport it by uh by uh an airplane and then it lands in the country that needs it it's going to be a lot of time waste it's got uh, wasted you know in 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 that uh in that transportation thing so uh there's a shortage shortage of vaccines around the world um and i know very closely of india wherein although they have their own vaccine they're producing a vaccine there but there is a shortage folks are not getting uh uh getting the shots that they need uh they got to wait a lot i think the production is going to kind of ramp up in july which is going again going to be you know a lot of wait so um so with all that said i believe ip patents intellectual property patents copyright trademarks whatever it is you know at the time when a pandemic is raging it just doesn't make sense you got to you know uh really uh make these vaccines open source like we talk about open source and technology you know a lot uh but it has to be an open source it has to be uh the recipes the formulas the know-how the technical know-how need, needs to be kind of uh shared with the world so that any country and it's it's not only the united states or the united kingdom who can really produce vaccines it, it can be produced by anybody with technical with with production capabilities you know uh so it's all about sharing those formulas and now um uh, for those people uh they all they need is the technical know-how of those vaccines because I believe um 119 countries won the US and Europe to waive those patents as per the request. India initiated it and uh vaccine makers um I believe uh the United the United States has uh agreed to kind of waive off those patents. 
but there is uh, now the decision is actually not only made by the United States, it's made by the World Trade Organization. So countries that are associated with the World Trade Organizations also have to agree. Uh, so it's great that uh, the United States has agreed to kind of wave off those patents, looking at the, the need and the kind of pandemic that we are in. But Angela Merkel, Germany, has uh, said that the quality standards and production capabilities of countries are not that good as, uh, you know, as her own country or maybe uh, other other developed countries. Um, uh, and she also says that the IP is a wellspring of innovation and should remain that way. So she, we shouldn't waver it, which is very, very uh, short-sighted. It's like, hey, man, you know... Uh, Think about it. You got to think about it. You know, it's the pandemic. It's uh, nobody's nobody's asking you and taking uh, taking uh, kind of riding on those privileges of the formula the, or whatever it is, you know. Uh, and then uh, Bill Gates, you know, the guy who thinks he knows everything about vaccines and uh, he talks about all these diseases, etc., uh, the guy, the technical technology kingpin, supposedly, he also says that these formulas shouldn't be shared with nations uh, because uh, not everyone has that uh, capability. So I, I don't really get Bill Gates because uh, it's absurd. We are in 2021. This is not 1900 or, uh, you know, where you sit back and just think that only uh only we can create a vaccine or we can produce a vaccine absolutely bullshitting you know that is it's not true uh, uh, uh what i see in that kind of decision uh what i see in that kind of decision making or that kind of thinking that other countries can't produce it or um you know only we have the production capabilities to reduce the standards of uh, a vaccine is basically vaccine capitalism you're trying to just profit by it. Vaccine revenues, of course, profit by it. Vaccine, um, uh, also, you know, uh, I see a lot of racism also here, you know, wherein uh, we say that, hey, man, you can't create it. You know, only we can create it. Uh, we can produce it, which is, which is insane. So what I'm really trying to get to, okay, let's get to the bottom line of all this, all this uh, this confusion or whether we, we should waive it, we should waive the intellectual property uh, patents or not. Uh, the bottom line is give someone a fish, you feed him for a day. Okay, give someone a fish, you feed him for a day. It's like, you know, okay, uh, we will produce the vaccines and then we'll kind of uh, put it, uh, load it on an airplane and then we'll uh, transport it to wherever you want us. That's what gives someone a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach someone to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. And that's where vaccine production should really be at today. We are in 2021, just short of six months to go into 2022. Time flies, actually. So in times like this, the pandemic, and in times of where we are today, you know, in what, uh, in 2021, I mean... You don't hide, you don't kind of uh, protect your intellectual, the formula, the recipes, the know-hows or the blueprint uh, of a vaccine. And for those who say that, you know, um, other countries don't have a production capabilities, it's ignorance. It's being just being self-obsessed, you know, with uh, uh, very selfish, basically. 
you're basically a nationalist if you really think that, you know, only we can do it and other countries can't do it. Um, you know, uh, they, they are just collaboration averse. They just don't want to kind of team up. Uh, look at technology. You know, we have gone from dialing in techno to the internet to uh, full-fledged internet systems right now, full speed. We're talking about robots. We're talking about quantum physics. We talk about artificial intelligence uh, because everything in technology today is open source. I don't know whether uh, anything, uh, technology has gone so far. We're talking about artificial intelligence today. Why? We're talking about robots today. Why? Because technology has always been open source, you know, which means that it is accessible in a public domain. So if someone creates something today, it is immediately released in a public domain and folks can see it, they can modify it, they can distribute it, they can change it, modify it to make it better. And that's how software, hardware, technology, networking, cybersecurity, all this has really improved over a period of time because uh, technology has been a very collaborative effort. It just gets better and better because uh, it is open source. Everybody can really work on programs and softwares that are out there. No one really patents stuff in technology today. And that's how, because open system, you're not competing, but rather sharing knowledge with others to create new resources and opportunities for the others to benefit. So, for instance, if I make a software and I put it out there, you know, maybe a, say, for instance, I make, make a software that can um, can kind of record a screen or do a screen grab of a video, whatever, you know, someone out there would just go ahead and uh, use it. So I'm making it available for people for free for, for folks to use it. Some of them who have the programming or coding uh, capability can go there and improve that software by using, by modifying it. And that's how we've gone from, uh, we've gone from dialing into the internet to high speed internet today. We're talking about robots, we're talking about quantum physics and stuff like that. Why? Because technology is open source. It's available to everybody. It can be, it is available to be modified, etc. So, so that's, uh, and if medicine, and if science and biology was also open to innovators, just like technology is, maybe today we would have a cure for cancer. We would have a cure for poverty, which is a science problem. We would have, we have, we would have a solution for climate change for all you care. If medicine, science and biology was open source, we're just sticking, you know, to this intellectual property and this, um, this whole kind of, you know, funder of, hey, man, I created it, it's mine. I'm not going to share the formula with anybody. That's what happens in science, medicine, and biology. It never happens in technology, in the area of technology. That's why technology has gone from year to then, just like 15 years we have reached, like 10 years, I would say, from where to where, and it's only getting better. Our phones are getting, uh, the chips are getting smaller and smaller, and the speed is faster and faster. You know, because technology is open to everybody. The, the, the recipe, the, um, the recipe and the formula of technology of the program is openly shared and is an open source. The same thing with science, medicine, biology should happen. You know, we should not hold on to those formulas and recipes because you never know if you share those formulas and recipes, we could have a 
cure for cancer. We would already have a cure for cancer by now. Uh, so make science open source. Make everything open source. Like everybody know what everybody's up to. That's all that I was getting to with this particular segment of, uh, you know, uh, these patents and intellectual property and holding on to it uh, because you think that, hey, man, other nations are not capable. What do you think of yourself? Like, it's crazy to think like that, you know. Uh, it's very, uh, it's thinking short term and just looking inside, you know, thinking that it's just the best. But whatever. So um, that's where, where I wanted to get with that. All right. So uh, hope I, I did ask you all how you are doing, but um, I, I think things are getting a little better in some parts of the world uh, because people are getting vaccinated on time. And um, so things are looking a little better in some parts of the world, not look, looking really good in some parts of the world. But whatever it is, uh, the journey of mask is not going anywhere. You know, I, I think that masks should be the least spoken subject when it comes to the pandemic. I mean, there shouldn't have been so many people talking about or making fuss, making a fuss to wear a mask. Like literally, you know, it should should have been the least spoken topic, made the least fuss about. But no, hey man, from the time of the pandemic, from, from March 2020 onwards till today, like a few days back, we haven't stopped talking about masks. Right, like right from these mandates and regulations. So right from people to even um, even authorities in the medical department. I mean, the only thing everybody is talking about is mask rather than talking about waving off intellectual properties, rather than talking about new innovations, etc. Making making science, medicine, open source, etc. Instead of talking about that, instead of, uh, you know, instead of talking about herd uh, immunity to reach that. We're talking about mask. Like it started with, it started with, don't wear a mask. Okay, that's how it started with. Then it said, then they, then they started saying, okay, wear a mask. Okay, wear two masks or maybe three if you need to. Then you wear a mask inside and outside your home. And then you wear a mask even after vaccination. That was the next rule that was passed. If fully vaccinated, don't wear a mask when you're outside. That was the next mandate. Then there was a new uh, mandate, a fully vaccinated, don't wear a mask indoors and outdoors. And that's the last one for now. Uh, so the, the journey of man and a mask is like forever. It's never ending. It's always there. When I mean man, I mean human beings, human. Like we, we haven't spoken more about mask. Uh, we have spoken more about mask than medicine, than uh a way to kind of uh, solve this problem of the pandemic, to get over the pandemic. Because because people have been, about treatments, about medicines, about uh, so many deaths, people who have died uh, all over the world. Uh, we have made masks at the topmost priority, and that's really, really sad. Like, of course, those were mandates put by authorities, but so many people, they fussed about wearing a mask, right? From, the, you know, some people saying they had breathing issues, they couldn't breathe, they were breathing carbon dioxide. Some folks saying that, hey, man, uh, this mask uh, uh, takes away my freedom. Uh, the freedom is the most misunderstood word in this on this planet, basically. You know, nobody really understands what freedom really means. And some people saying, hey, man, uh, we're getting, uh, we're, getting we're suffocating, you know. 
uh and this this mass makes me look weak that's what men said you know which is crazy like how is it going to take your manliness if you wear a mask crazy like hey man we should not be talking about mask and i hope the seventh mandate after this after you know folks uh, folks in the authorities have told us that uh, don't wear a mask uh, if uh, indoors and outdoors if you're fully vaccinated i hope after this people are not talking about this anymore and neither anybody's talking about it because you know we just tired i'm i'm basically tired about uh hearing about masks it's like crazy but anyways uh personally if you ask me i'm still wearing a mask and uh uh i have forgotten i've forgotten how to socialize anymore like literally i don't i don't know what, how to talk to people anymore you know like i used to do a lot of video chats earlier but now i'm like tired i'm exhausted doing vid- video chats i don't want to show my fucking face to anybody you know it's like hey man I'm not going to dress up. I'm not going to look good for anybody. Like I can't I don't know what I'm going to do like literally when it's time to really get out there. Like hey man, it's going to be tough. I don't know what how to start a conversation anymore. Like I was literally good at it, you know, earlier. I I was like I was good. I mean, at starting a conversation and getting into conversation, but now I don't know. Like what am I supposed to ask? Hi, how are you doing? Like what uh what's the weather like or what's the temperature in your side of the world like what vaccine did you take and what are the side effects of the vaccine hey man i don't know how to socialize i don't know what to do when i get into a crowd anymore and i was good at it at one point in time you know hey man i don't know I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to speak anymore. <laughs> oh. Wow. So I was listening um I think it was last Saturday. I think I think it was last weekend when Nicki Minaj uh, she released uh she re-released that's what they calling it. She re-released her mixtape album be me up scotty of course that's a that's a but then she has three new songs of course re-release but there are three new songs and i just listened to one of them it's called seeing green which is like a fabulous song with lil wayne and drake like i love these three com people you know when when nikki minaj when lil wayne and drake they come together to make a song it's never not a hit you know it's never not a hit it it it's just going to be so good because those three combinations you know nikki minaj is like that uh is that you know uh very uh, to the point blunt kind of lyrics her songs are very punchline there's solid punchlines in a song lil wayne is that rough tough you know pa 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 you know his songs are a little rough tough guy uh drake is a very emotional guy you know his lyrics are very emotional uh and i love these three when they come together you know you get the best song that comes to music or whether it comes to punchlines it's like great so seeing green is one of my favorite songs um like literally i am in love with rappers like if i was a hiring manager of an organization 
uh, that needs uh, someone uh, in the creative department or in the marketing department, in the branding department or the communications department, I, as a hiring manager, I would basically look for a rapper to to be a writer on my show, to write those headlines for my news articles, to write those punchlines for my uh, for my advertisements, etc. Like, you know, they are folks who should be in the creative department because you can't teach anybody to rap. You know, you're either born with it or you you just born with it. You know, you can't you can't teach anyone to rap. It's a very, very different kind of skill. Like you can teach someone to program, to code. You can teach someone to, um, uh, you know, uh, to produce a vaccine. To uh, You can teach someone, you can show someone how to make the recipe. Uh, you can teach someone how to cook, etc. But when it comes to rapping, it's very original. It's very natural. So if I was a hiring manager, I would hire a rapper in the creative department because those are the guys who are going to make my uh, my news sell. They're going to make my uh, advertisement sell. They're going to uh, they're going to uh, give me the best leads. They're going to increase my sales. They're going to increase my revenues because of those punchlines that they really hit so hard with. Uh, so, so Nicki Minaj, uh, uh, this sing green song like has some of the best uh, punchlines. I would definitely say that. Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, let me just, uh, let me just see whether I could find this song somewhere. Like, uh, where is it? Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Seeing Green, Seeing Green, Seeing Green, that's a song. So let me just see whether I could just grab the lyrics of the song because it's, those punchlines are so excellent that, hey man, I'm hiring a rapper, no matter what. I know I can't, um. You know, uh, uh, that's not the place where you're going to work, but I'm going to pay you more, you know, if you can just kind of uh, write my headlines, my teaser lines, my punch lines for my advertisements, etc. Because they are really born with it. I can't do the job. Uh, so I like Nicki Minaj's, you know, this part of it, um, uh, her, her, her verse in the song that says, Yo, I'm the star in any room that I stand in. I'm the standout. You just my stand in. These bitches copy my homework. That's why they hand in. That's why I'm private like the airports are landing. Life is a beach house. Don't let the sand in. I ball in a new arena. Go let the fans in. I should go go cop in New Jersey. That word that's word to Camden. These bitches time TikToking better stick to dancing. I DNJ the wallet, my money tall and brolic, big, big ass backwards just so Papa Beck could frolic, one margarita pizza with parmesan and garlic, these bitches thirsty, I can see why they alcoholics, and gotta ever talk about it when you are about it, just bought a new car, not to drive it, but to walk around it, just call me Nikki Cock the Blicky, the Binaja silent, brand new vanilla, Maserati, I've been hanging doesn't he called me solid even though i'm dripping water dyed big booty sticking out my daisy dukes are cause a riot these bitches still my sons who could ever deny it my packs hit different who could ever supply it no one bitch could be my op that shit offends me it's corporate giants and machines that went against me 
I wash bitches, man. They couldn't even rinse me. She said she hot. I said, well, bitch, come and convince me. And no seeing green, but I'm seeing green. Even with them floor seats, they couldn't see the team. The K-I-N-G, the goat plus me, the queen. I send shots, send them back or flee the scene. Wow, man. That's her entire verse in the song. Like, it's like... Hey man, Nicki Minaj, like, who are you? Like, you know, you, you not only are a great punchline writer, but hey man, your delivery, like, absolutely is point on. I'm going to play it towards the end of my, my episode. That's what I plan to do. But hey man, Nicki, like you say, I'm the standout. You just a stand in. Just bought a new car, not to drive it, but to walk around it. Wow, man. My pack's hit different. Who could ever supply it? Wow. She said she hot. I said, well, bitches, come and convince me. Hey, man, that's attitude, you know? That's the attitude that we all need to have, like literally. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, man, she is, she is super duper. Hmm. Uh, I'd play the song towards the end of it. Uh, to the towards the end of the episode, I'll close it out with that. Right. So, um, you know, I I, I just kind of uh, I I don't like when you know folks they. Of course, you're free to do whatever you want and say whatever you want. Hey, man, I'm not saying that. But, you know, when folks go behind uh, social media, you know, calling it disinformation flat platform, fake news, uh, saying that uh, social media organizations are basically monopolies, there's a lot of bullying and hurtful comments out there. I get it. Of course, you know, it could be a platform that can spew all this shit. Like, you know, we're talking about YouTube, we're talking about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, podcasting, etc. Like what I'm doing as well. It can, it, you know, you can get the shittiest comments or you can get the shittiest bullshitting and bullying out there. But social media needs to stay on in spite of that because, uh, because the pluses or the advantages that social media really has is larger, like threefold thousand times two thousand times better than uh the disadvantages that social media comes with now social media has given everyone you and me you know the common man the common person the common human being on the street a voice a platform to express ourselves it's free you can build your brand you're not dependent on an agency or a media company to really build your brand you can use social media to do that it's a direct communication to your audiences, you know. Who can, did we have, no one, we, no one really had this earlier, you know. They were so dependent on an agency to promote them. But today you have your own social media platforms and you can do it. You can reach a large, a large audience. You can le- reach a, an audience that you want to, you know. Uh, it is. Uh, it has helped us uh, learn about uh, cultures, uh, na- nationalities from people from different backgrounds, cultures, nationalities. Wherever you are, like you know, we we've, we've there's so many similarities between all of us. That's what the social media has really shown us that we are so similar all around the world. You know, 
Like earlier, I mean, without social media, who really knew what was happening in any part of the world? It's because of social media that we just come so closer. We are all so similar. We have the same anxieties. We have the same uh, fears. Who knew? You know? So so no matter what, uh, for, I mean, uh, the disadvantages are real. I'm not saying that it's not, you know? A comment, a hateful comment can really hurt you. But the the advantages of social media so large that hey you gotta kind of be a little thick skin there you know uh because you can't stop people from saying what they want so you just gotta kind of you want to be on social media if you want to take uh, uh absorb all the benefits of social media you gotta do with a little bit of uh, uh be able to take that grow thick thick skin you know thick skin that's all because today what's happening in gaza you know the whole situation i'm not saying who's right and wrong i'm not taking any sides because i don't i don't really understand the situation so well historically geographically like i really do not know i have to do a little study but uh but you know but would we really be able to see what's happening in gaza city right now like the way social media has shown us you know, it's so fast. We know we've seen buildings collapsing in front of our eyes. We've seen so much of smoke fire, like in the age of 2021 and something like that happening. Like, would would you believe it if someone said that, that that's what really happens, uh, is happening in Gaza? We would not really know. But social media has shown that. We've all seen it. Uh, We've all seen what's happening there. Uh, social media has also been very effective for folks like you and me, ordinary people, civilians, to be able to uh, pressurize authorities, officials, leaders to do something about uh, about a cause, about something that we believe in, something that we have uh, thought it's right, uh, that that we we think it's right. For example, George Floyd. You know, his uh, what happened to George Floyd was so utterly wrong. It was recorded in video. We all saw it and we demanded that this is something so wrong. The world demanded it. That's how we are all so similar. We saw the George Floyd video. It didn't only resonate with folks in the United States because George Floyd was an American and only Americans would kind of uh, feel what happened that day. No, we all felt it all over the world. People from all over the world rallied for George Floyd. And... Uh, Ultimately, uh, justice was served, but uh, not fully because uh, uh, it would only be served if George Floyd was alive today. You know, that was like 100% uh, right thing, what happened. But George Floyd is not there today. Uh, so um, so uh, that's what, you know, uh, that's what social media has done. And I'm really against, you know, people... Uh, saying that social media is not uh, is this and that and it's uh, hateful and this and that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But hey, man, we need more of these platforms. We don't need less of it. And um, uh, another thing social media is exposed is uh, that, uh, you know, these countries, I believe, you know, of course, what's happening in Gaza city right now i don't know which side to support i told you i don't know the history the geography i have no idea i'm not supporting any side but what i see in gaza city is so wrong you know buildings being just being brought down like a pack of cards smoke fire kids dying so many people dying it's crazy i can't see it it's bad 
so uh maybe uh, maybe leaders all around the world are not making a decision on that matter but folks like you and me civilians have come down on the streets you know protesting of what's happening in gaza city what's happening uh in support uh of whoever you know whichever side they support but folks are coming down on the streets so that's a part of social media how do you get people together it's because of social media um so i would definitely say we need more of these platforms but besides that i see that you know uh when it comes to nations fighting with each other the only way out of uh out of this as per what i keep thinking is you know every nation has a list of allies okay these are my allies of you know other nations that are my allies and these are the uh, uh, other nations that are my adversaries my friends and my foes every nation needs to scrap this list you know from its constitution wherever they keep these lists you know like every nation like india has a list of uh, adversaries a list of allies the united states has a list of adversaries a list of allies the united kingdom has a list of adversaries and as to each of these countries each of every country around the world needs to scrap these lists because the minute we have allies and the minute we have adversaries that's where the problem begins because it's always I'll scratch your back and you'll scratch mine when it comes to an ally and when it comes to an adversary who's a foe who's an enemy it's always an eye for an eye so the minute we scrap these lists from our wherever we have saved it wherever each nation has saved it i think the world's going to be more peaceful it's going to be less hypocritical if that's a word there's there'll be less hypocrisy is hypocritical word i have no idea i have no idea i'm just using it to kind of you know because it rhymes well right uh yeah so that's what i'm saying you know the minute we kind of not have these lists of allies and adversaries we look at each other with a very fair point of view without hypocrisy that's what we need to do so um uh you know and self defense like it's a crazy word everyone's using self defense to kind of uh um prove their actions which is so weird i mean it's just so dumb you know to kind of use uh, self defense as a, as an option to bombard another country or another nation or to take it down it's absurd so um so that's what you know uh, the bottom line or the conclusion to everything that i say there's always a kind of a a conclusion you know i have a conclusion i have have a kind of an a uh, thinking of how we could really battle this hey man every nation scrap those lists of uh, adversaries and allies put it down into a dumpster put it down your uh, shit and kind of just flush it down the uh uh the toilet because hey man if you want to make a fair decision if you want to be fair unhypocritical if that's a word that is with no hypocrisy make a decision then you have no allies and you have no friends allies and you have no adversaries that's what up that's what that i'm going to say because ceasefire celebrating over ceasefire like you know hey man we're stopping we're not going to fight now in the next uh, uh because uh, because you know we need to stop this temporarily we need to stop these bombings and these uh, buildings coming down and crashes and uh everything fire smoke everything's just temporary it's short-sightedness leaders who celebrate on a ceasefire 
is just are just short-sighted leaders. It's never going to solve the problem. How many ceasefires had countries that fight with each other? They always end up in a ceasefire. But again, after a few years or a few months, it's back to square one. You need a permanent solution. Whether it is uh, Israel or Palestine, or whether it is um, any other nations that are fighting with each other. You can't fight over a ceasefire. You can't settle a matter with a ceasefire, with thoughts and prayers, saying self-defense, etc. No, it's not going to work. You need a permanent solution. And uh, sadly, leaders today are very short-sighted. Uh, they, they just want a temporary solution. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, so it's all over, you know. They're not going to talk about it any further. Uh, but anyway, so uh, getting back to social media, it's a very powerful tool. And the best part about social media is it has shown us that we are so similar to each other, no matter what your nationality is. I've, I've lived in different parts of the world. And I know that, hey, man, that's what we do in, in this country. And that's what they do in this country because it's all, it just looks similar. So I want to play a bit... Um, by George Carlin, you know, he is like, he is no more. He's passed away like so long ago. And um, I really admire the guy because even today, 2021, because uh, he was a philosopher, you know, philosophical thinking. And uh, so this is a bit uh, by George Carlin. He's a comedian, but he so well talks about the similarities that we all have around the world in the, in this universe, you know, we're so similar. And, uh, there are many things that there, there are more similarities between us than things that, you know, we don't relate with each other. And that's why I want to play this uh, bit by George Carlin. Uh, it's called On Similarities, basically. So here it is. Hey, man. Yeah, okay. Just playing. It's coming. It's coming up, guys. It's coming up. It's a little, uh, my internet is a little slow and I don't know why that's happening. But hey, man, it's coming up. So, <laughs> wait one sec. It's just, oh my. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, one sec. Uh, George Carlin on uh, similarities. Uh, uh, okay, there's an ad that is playing. I hate this when it happens. Yeah, it always happens with me, you know. And this ad is gonna, uh, I can skip it. Okay, now I can skip it. Here it is. Sorry about that. Now, to balance the scale, I'd like to talk about some things that bring us together. Things that point out our similarities instead of our differences. Because that's all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us. Things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money. <laughs> Fairly simple thing happens to work. You know, anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country, the upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. 
So, so stirring up the shit is something I like to do from time to time, but I also like to know that I can come back to these little things we have in common, little universal moments that we share separately, the things that make us the same. They're so small we hardly ever talk about them. Did you ever look at your watch and then you don't know what time it is? And you have to look again. And you still don't know the time. So you look a third time and somebody says, what time is it? You say, I don't know. Did you ever notice how sometimes all day Wednesday, you keep thinking it's Thursday? And it happens over and over all day long. And then the next day, you're all right again. Do you ever find yourself standing in one of the rooms in your house and you can't remember why you went in there? And two words float across your mind, Alzheimer's disease. You ever been talking to yourself and somebody comes in the room and you have to make believe you were singing? The other person really believes there's a song called What Does She Think I Am? Some Kind of Putz. <laughs> Little experiences we've all had. You ever been sitting in a railroad train in a station and there's another train sitting right next to you and one of them starts to move and you can't tell which one it is? small boat on a windy day. You ever been out rocking back and forth for three or four hours trying to keep your balance? Rough seas, little boat. Then you get back into the shore and you're standing on the dock and you can swear there was something inside of you that was still out there rocking. Did you ever try to pick up a suitcase you thought was full, but it wasn't? And you go, Ooh. And for just a split second you feel really strong. How about when you're looking through a chain link fence? Did you ever notice if you're just the right distance from a chain link fence, sometimes it seems to go... What is that? How do they do that? Did you ever try to tell somebody they have a little bit of dirt on their face? You can never get them to rub the right spot, can you? Say, you got a little bit of dirt right here. They always go, we're here! just want to slap the bastard. Did you ever notice how awful your face looks in a mirror in a restroom that has fluorescent lights? Every cut, scrape, scratch, scar, scab, bruise, boil, bump, pimple, zip, wart, welt, and abscess you've had since birth. All seem to come back at the same time. And all you can think of is, I gotta get the fuck out of here! Did you ever notice sometimes when you're walking with your arm around your date, one of you has to change the way you're walking? Men and women don't walk the same. One of them has to change. Either the man has to walk like this... Brilliant, man. George Carlin, like one of my favorites, like, you know, come on. This guy is so, uh, uh, 
he is so real and that's what i like about you know as he was he started off uh, this segment by saying that you know there are many people who take disadvantages about our differences you know uh, they love when we fight with each other because of our differences whether it's based on religion whether it's on nationality race the color of our skin sexuality whatever it is you know there's always a uh, there are many people who benefit when folks really fight with each other because of the differences but actually we should there are a number of similarities between us like i would say do you ever notice you know when we were kids uh, like you know your mom told you take out the chicken from the refrigerator i'm on my way you know i have to cook it uh, when i come home and you forgot to do it have you ever done that like it happened to me several times all that george carlin said has happened to me i've done that i've done all that you know have you ever noticed that you know uh you read something several times and you're reading it reading it you read it again reading it but nothing's going really in your head but it's very simple thing you know it's not rocket science but still nothing's going in your head you know it has happened to so many of us so many times do you ever notice you know when uh when you're writing something uh you suddenly or you're reading something or you're maybe uh doing something and suddenly you you forget to write or you forget to read because someone's looking at you at that time it's happened to me always so um you know do you ever uh, do you ever pretend to really talk on your talk over your phone uh when uh when you're alone and you're waiting for someone we all do it we are so similar there are so many similarities you know uh between us than uh, i would say differences and our differences are so uh, something that we need to really cherish and that's what i really like about how george carlin really said and it so relates to what i've been talking about you know um anyways that's all that i had actually for this week i want to talk about aliens actually uh, there's a lot of news about um you know alien sighting or ufo sighting the un- unidentified flying objects flying uh, uh have been identified in several sightings in the united states and no one anywhere around the world are saying has, has said that has happened but it's only you know a number of uh, us navy pilots and eyewitnesses have evidenced these sightings Uh, using the cameras and whatever they've recorded those uh recordings really don't look like ufo's they just look like you know some smudged black um kind of images which are not really clear you can't really zoom in and really figure out you know what's that but i believe uh, there are a number of people saying that uh, uh there are sightings of some objects that really move fast uh they advanced and uh no one really knows what it is of course astrobiologists are saying that those things are not there's no there's no one is saying that there's extraterrestrial life that has entered earth like you know aliens have entered earth or whatever uh but uh they're saying that these flying objects do fly over and many eyewitnesses have seen it they've recorded it but why when we have why when we have uh, such high uh resolution the best cameras in the world we are unable to get a clear picture of these uh sightings of these ufo's that are flying that have been flying over so with that i just don't believe it but even if aliens and ufo's and things like that are really true i'll be the happiest person on this planet that that's something really happening because if i ever see an alien like you know coming down from a spaceship i'll be like hi man where were you i've been waiting for you for so long you know hey man hi like literally What are you doing? What's your name? 
What's your last name? What's your pet name? What do people call you at home? What is the kind of technology you use? Come on, teach me some stuff. Because, you know, our kind of technology can't even kind of uh, take a proper recording of your UFOs when they when they sight it. It's just some kind, kind of black image. That means you have technology that is advanced. Come on, teach me. I want to learn. Make it open source. Make the alien technology open source. So that we folks here can learn about it. You know, that's what I'm going to tell an alien if I see him down the spaceship. What language do you speak? Hey, man, what language do you speak? Can you teach me to speak that language? Do you want to learn the four languages that I, I know I, I, I know to speak? Like, do you want to learn from me? And then in, in exchange, you can teach me uh, the language that you speak. I'm going to be the happiest person. I'm going to cry if I see uh, an alien, like, you know, cry, uh, not, not in fear, but cry, uh, Tears of joy, happiness, excitement. I love aliens, man. Hey, man, I love aliens. That's it. Like my heart will literally melt into pieces if I see an alien. Like literally. I love them, man. I hope, uh, they, uh, well, I hope all the sightings and all those things are real because... Uh, I want to meet an alien, you know, that's, that's in my bucket list. Meet an alien before I die. I hope that's true. Um, all right. So that's all that I had for this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And always appreciate it that you kind of watch, listen to my podcast. You know, it's not easy to kind of press the play button to listen to some someone down there, you know, kind of just sitting uh, in a home and recording it in front of a computer and a microphone. It's, it's so insane that, you know, some folks literally listen to me. But hey, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can write to me at justanobodypodcast at gmail.com. That's my email address. And for now, I'm going to play, as I promised, I'm going to play this Nicki Minaj bit, her worse, uh, from the song Seeing Green. Uh, it's uh, uh, with, uh, with Drake and Lil Wayne, but I'm just playing her uh, part in the song. It's so, I love her delivery. It's so strong. It's so powerful. It's like, hey, man, you know, the attitude is like something that really uh, I love about Nicki Minaj. But here it is, um, Nicki Minaj uh, Seeing Green is a song. Yeah, here it is. Hey, yo, I am the star in any room that I stand in. I am the standout. You just my stand-in. These bitches copy my homework. That's what they hand in. That's why I'm private like the airports I land in. Life is a beach house. Don't let the sand in. I ball in any arena. Go let the fans in. I should go cop a New Jersey. That's where the Camden. These bitches time TikTok. The wallet, my money's falling brolic. Big ass backyards, just so pop a big a frolic. With margarita pizza, with parmesan and garlic. These bitches thirsty, I can see why they alcoholics. Ain't gotta ever talk about it when you are about it. Just bought a new car, not to drive it, but to walk around it. Just call me Nikki, cop the blicky, the menage is silent. Brand new vanilla Maserati, I've been hogging dozen. He call me solid, even though I'm dripping water diet. Big booty sticking out my daisy. Dukes, of course, a riot. These bitches still 
way you deliver you know but anyways that's all that i had for this week guys thank you so much for listening until next time baby bye 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 bye